Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 271, the horrible movie Mike wanted to watch. Mike, how are you today? Dude, you can't give away that much that quickly, man. Why? Why would they keep listening? Well, I know you got to go to bed, so I figured we just get it out of the way, and then you can go to sleep, because you're old and you need to rest for your dad jokes. Okay, that's true. I do need to rest to, to recover and like get into my dad joke mood, you know? Sure. Okay, Mike, so um, you picked a movie. It is a remake of a movie based on a Stephen King novel called Firestarter. Mike, um, why don't you give us the rundown for this movie starring Zac Efron? Okay, I know that's really why we watched it, because you're a big Zac Efron fan. I am. You know the biggest disappointment I had? No dancing? Didn't take off his shirt. He did take off his shirt. When? I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) There were no Zac nips, and I was very upset. (laughs) Okay, all right. Rundown it is, Matt. Uh, so Firestarter 2022 was directed by Keith Thomas. Uh, it's based on the movie by Stephen or the novel by Stephen King. The screenplay was written by Scott Teams. Uh, this is starring Zac Efron, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, Sidney Lemon, and Michael Grayeyes. And this movie is about a young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. Spoiler alert, she's an X-Men. Nice. (laughs) All right, Mike, so uh, why did we watch this movie? I just thought it'd be interesting to see a remake of the movie. I I like the first movie, uh, the 1984 version starring Drew Barrymore. And I just wanted to see how this one would be. I actually didn't know Zac Efron was in it. I just picked this up and was like, hey, it's coming out. Let's, Let's go watch it. The only reason I agreed to it was because of my boy, Zac Efron. Yeah, I know. But I'm sorry there was no shirtless next one, dude. Next one. This isn't, it wasn't like Baywatch where it was like constantly shirtless Zac Efron. Yeah, that I love that film. That film's amazing. Zac Efron with no shirt. The Rock with no shirt. I, no one wears clothes in that movie. It's fantastic. The acting... Oh my god, it's just so incredible. The story is even better. Like you've not lived until you've watched Baywatch the movie. I mean, seriously, I don't know how that shit was not nominated for multiple Academy Awards. Well, if you can't catch Matt's sarcasm there, he's being pretty damn sarcastic. That um that movie was okay. It, it, it had some funny parts in it. The, the Actually, the funniest parts were when The Rock and Zac Efron kept trying to one-up each other. It was pretty funny. But I, I wouldn't say that movie was okay at all, but <laughs> Zac Efron and The Rock are the only saving graces and the beautiful young women. If you put it on mute, except for when Zac Efron or The Rock is on there, it's a much better movie. <laughs> okay, well, Matt, I think we better get back on topic that we never even got onto, which was Firestarter, besides you telling me that you didn't like it. So, 
Matt, why didn't you like it? Dude, it's boring. It it drags. There's there's some interesting stuff happening here and there, and then it just drags ass until the end. The end was wonderful. The end was very good. Lots of murder and death and fire. Okay. Okay. Well, it you know, uh, I ended up watching the first movie and this movie kind of not back to back, but real close together. And I kind of wanted to critique both of them. And this movie just was not as good. Uh, they rushed a lot of stuff. I feel like the storytelling was not very well done. It didn't give you much of a backstory of anybody, really. It was just, hey, we expect you to have seen the other one. This is kind of like that one, but not. Okay, here, go. I watched half of the other one. I did not get through it all because I've been just super, super busy. I mean, work on top of work on top of other work and then other work. And May is pretty much my month of hell. So I watched half of the original. So I'll go back and I will continue watching the other half of the 1984 Firestarter. But Mike, I will say this. I will they say this right now, so I'll stop ranting and I'll stop being a crotchety old man like you expect. See, the reality is you should be the crotchety old man because you're the one with kids. I'm just the asshole. Yeah, I, I should be. Yeah, I should be the one, man. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it, dude. Please do. Uh, yeah, I'll work on it. You're making me look um, bad here, Mike. You're- I'll start sitting on the porch and just be like, get off my lawn. You damn kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, do you even have a porch? Because I don't even have a porch. No, but I'll build one and I'll just sit out there. Yeah, as long as it's approved by the HOA. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Does the banjo you're playing have to be approved by the HOA as well? Uh, I think if it's a permanent fixture, yes. So as long as I bring it inside, no. All right. Cool. 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 All right. So, anyways, Mike, I'll say this: the original 1984, the hour and 20 minutes or whatever I've watched of it so far, I do like it better than the remake. For one reason specifically, it feels a hell of a lot more like a horror movie than this one. The remake really just does not feel like a thriller, doesn't feel like a horror movie, just like you elaborated on. There's not a whole lot of character development. The writing is not as good. Um, the acting, I think, was pretty good, though. I'll, I'll say that. Zach Efron and uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, I think she did a very good job as well. Um, I Again, I haven't finished the 1984 one. But the character played by, um, what's his name, uh, Michael Gray Eyes, uh, Rainbird. I yeah. really like that addition to the new one. And then I also am kind of disappointed, but I liked him as well, is Kurtwood Smith from that 70s show or um, uh, Robocop. He's a fantastic oh, yeah. actor. I would have loved to have seen some more of him in here, but he was in it for like five seconds. I. I, I think, Matt, I'm going to get into what you're drinking and stuff so I can talk a little bit more so you can spoil about it. it without spoil it. Yeah. Yes, um, sir. Uh, Matt, w- what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? <sighs> I'm not drinking anything fancy. I don't have any of the monies. Houses need to close. The market needs to stop slowing down. So no monies, which means I'm celebrating life with the champagne of beers. Excellent, Matt. We always love the champagne. 
Um, I am drinking a uh, IPA. Go figure. It's called High and Hazy. It's by Terrapin. It's a Georgia brewery, and uh, it's pretty tasty. Dude, I seriously would have thought you would have given up on IPAs by now because they're so much more expensive. But there's cheap ones out there, right? Like a dollar a beer? I don't know, man. A dollar a beer, I think, is long gone. Uh, clearly, you don't buy High Life, then. Yeah, well, I think a dollar a beer for IPAs. Sorry, cor- corrected. So what you're saying is even with two children, you're still more successful than I am. Well, Matt, we just have our priorities. <laughs> Yours is always be uh, with the champagne. It is. It is. I do like, I, everybody thinks it's weird, but I do like, you know, the Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, the champagne. Do you know it would be really weird if you did a mimosa with a champagne of beer? Ugh. <laughs> what would you call it? I don't know, man. What would you call that? Beer Mosa? <laughs> I think you just call it Saturday morning. <laughs> or Sunday. <laughs> or Wednesday. <laughs> no, Wednesday's Captain oh. Crunch in Miller High Life. Oh, jeez. Okay, Mike, so we now need to talk about... It's very fitting for this movie, though. It's very, very fitting. This next segment, I just that just popped into my head, uh, Mike. Um, if you and your daughter were on the run and she was lighting everything on fire, what dad joke would you tell her? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. That's a great segue. Uh, when is a car not a car? When it has a frunk. When it turns into the garage. Oh. Okay. All right. What if you don't have to turn? What if you just have to go straight? I don't know, man. It's not the same. It doesn't work then, huh? It's not. No, it's just not the same. All right, Mike. Most important question of the podcast. How does the 2022 film Firestarter, the remake, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt, this one was a pretty easy one. Uh, one of our stars, Ryan Kara uh, Armstrong, was also in Black Widow. She played the young uh, Antonia. Nice. That's cool. I, I had no clue. But, uh, you know, it's kind of hard with child actors because they grow up. But, yeah, no. Yeah, Yeah, they change all the time. Dude, she did a fantastic job. Although that's one to talk about the original Firestarter, Drew Barrymore still looks very much like she did when she was a kid. She's just taller now. She she still looks very much like her. She's just bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing I, I haven't talked about this much because it always has kind of bothered me with Drew Barrymore, but Drew Barrymore has always reminded me of my older sister, and I don't know why. I mean, she's oh. short. She's blonde. They both seem like they have the same kind of um, attitude in a lot of ways, especially in the films. But anyways, Mike, how do you think Drew Barrymore's fans felt that she went from such a heartfelt, loving, great film as E.T. to her next movie being Firestarter? (laughs) Um, 
hey, you know, you take work when you can get it. In fact, E.T. probably led her to this role where she became even, you know, like the starring role and everybody knew who she was, you know? So I, I would say they were okay with it. And, uh, you know, to elude what you were saying earlier, Matt, uh, the new Firestarter, the 2022, just didn't really feel like a horror movie. No. And in the the second one, or the the first one, the Firestarter 1984 did like it, it kind of builds up it gets it gets kind of like creepy and stuff and there was so much better uh, character development so you're more invested in kind of the story I feel like um, I, I, I I don't know there were aspects of the new one I liked with uh, some of the like uh, the Charlie character played by Ryan Kara Armstrong was when, when it got to the very end with the vengeful part, man, she was, whoo. Uh, but there were just other things that I just didn't feel like it, it didn't, we didn't know who the group was that was chasing him. We just like, there was just not a lot of stuff explained, man. It's like, it seemed like a lot of the movie got cut up or, or they just, I don't know. didn't have a budget. Um, maybe the too much CG fire stuff. Like in the first movie, in 1984, there was no CG, so it was all practical, but at the same time, it was all practical, so sometimes it looked a little weird. Like, uh, Matt, I know you haven't gotten there, but the end, there's a part where these, all these people are on fire and they all look like <laughs> they have fire suits on. Because they spoilers. do, but like Jesus, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but we are in the spoiler section. I know, but I haven't watched um, it yet. Damn it! I'm just messing with you. Well, you have. You just haven't seen it a long time. Uh, the the uh, they go from wearing these like suits and like you know, and then all of a sudden they're on fire and they got like this all this gear on. <laughs> like it's quite it's it's noticeable to me. It was noticeable, but anyway, um. I, I, I don't know. I, I liked some of the stuff they did with the new fire for, like, when she would kind of, like, eject fire out of her person. But I just felt like this movie didn't have that that buildup of why they're running. And, and it wasn't scary. Like, they didn't, they didn't focus on as much stuff like, hey, this, this girl could, like, be a nuclear weapon. Like, I don't know. It just didn't have that. It was different. Yeah. Well, and you know one, again, I haven't watched the whole thing. One that I have, I have to say that uh, the, the new one didn't have was the development of the, char- well, character development overall, but specifically the leader of the group that's going after uh, Andy and Charlie. Martin Sheen plays the leader of that group in the 1984 film, and he is in that movie a lot uh gloria rubin plays captain hollister and she's in like the end when everything goes to shit and she pops up every now and then but it's not like the 84 film where you know she interacts with charlie and everything gets you know what i you know what i mean yeah uh one thing i did like in this new one was they you know with the invention of cell phones and all the tracking and internet and stuff it was interesting that they had Charlie and 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 uh, Andy and and Vicky, the family, 
they didn't have the internet, they didn't have computers, and they didn't have cell phones. I thought that was really smart if they didn't want to be, you know, tracked. Of course, we didn't really know why they were being tracked because none of that was really explained. But, <laughs> um, oh, and I thought it was such a cop-out in the beginning credit roll to do the experiment stuff. That's where they try to explain it in, like, a rush. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I felt like that, like... You still could have done it kind of quick, but I, I felt like it was kind of a terrible way to just do it with, like, a voiceover and some, like, flashy thing. Like, it was just not great. Do you know one that bothered me that I – I mean, I understand why they did it, but I don't think it was needed was um, the kid bullying uh, Charlie in class because she didn't have Wi-Fi and because she's doesn't have Google and she doesn't know all this stuff and the kid's bullying her. Granted, they're trying to show that when she gets emotional – she doesn't know how to control her powers, and so they come out, specifically with anger. I understand that's what they're trying to do, but I they kind of kept writing that bullying thing. Like Later on in the movie, you see these other kids, which I don't know if she knew them or not, and they roll up and like encircle her on their bikes, and they're being mean to her for like literally no reason whatsoever. And I'm just like, why does this keep happening in this movie? We understand as moviegoers, we understand bullying is not good. You and I were bullied when we were growing up. Everybody was bullied when they were growing up. It's just a fact. We get it. Holy shit, stop shoving it down our throats. Yeah, it was a little weird with the, the bicycle scene, man. That was strange. Like, I was like, what? what? What is going on here? Like, that's not how normal people behave. Like, that was weird, man. Like, it seemed very out of place. Honestly, the kids would have just kept going. They wouldn't have given a crap unless they knew her. If they knew her, then they, yeah, maybe they would stop and do that shit. Well, and you know, that might've been one of those things where like, maybe those kids were in other parts of the movie, but it got cut. So we didn't know that. that so then call. that makes that scene really weird. Good call. Um, yeah. So it just, it had things like that. Um, it, I, I I like some of the stuff they did with this, where um, the uh, uh, Rainbird character Michael Gray Eyes is also uh, like enhanced or whatever, yeah. like whatever the the Lot Six recipient. Yeah, he was one of the experiment people they experimented on. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. Like I thought that I thought that worked out well because that would explain why he was so good at doing stuff but like it was interesting to see that he was working for the bad guys why would you do that and he kind of explains it but um he's one of the additions uh, that i really enjoyed in the film because he's not as far as i could tell granted still working on it um in the original the 1984 i guess he's kind of supposed to be that that janitor guy that keeps coming in maybe but he's not powered but what i like about it granted i'm sure they did this on purpose casting a native american is that um he starts realizing how powerful she is and how she's more of like an, a living God than she is like him where he was experimented on. And this is a result where she was born this way. And so not to spoil the end completely, I think that's why at the end you start seeing him literally physically bowing down to her and almost giving himself over to Charlie as like her servant because he realizes, you know, this is something that's special. This should be worshipped. I should be helping this thing, not trying to eradicate this thing. Granted, that's just where I went in my head. I don't know about you. 
yeah, I kind of feel like it was it, it was that kind of uh, thing. He he definitely recognized her massive power, and uh, was even there's you know spoilers. There there's a part where he pretty much is, says you know you can kill me because I killed your mom, and uh, she decides not to, which was interesting. And then then you know they kind of meet up, you know, a few minutes later. Um, the end. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the end. Uh, the, you know, this movie was an hour and thirty minutes, and I felt like it just didn't, just didn't. You know, the story part that we always harp on, man. It just didn't get the story across. Like, nope. I feel like if I hadn't watched the first one before I watched this one, I probably would have been lost because the first one explained a bunch of stuff that this one didn't explain at all. I, I wasn't lost watching it. I watched it with my family. I saw it in the theaters. I know you watched it on the old Peacock. Peacock, cock, cock. Yes, yes. This movie did come out and uh, uh, simultaneously on streaming and on uh, theater, and it was just a little bit more convenient for me to stay home, so uh, I did. Well, I saw it um, Saturday morning-ish before the Rattlers game with my sister, brother-in-law, and her clients at the Metro Center Mall, which is defunct except for Harkins, and it's really cheap there. No matter what time of day, because nobody wants to go anywhere near Metro Center right now. Because I guess it's scary. But anyways, whatever. I, it was cool. I, I like the fire effects and stuff in the theater. Uh, again, I think the acting was good. I think ac- Zac Efron did a really good job. I think uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong did a very good job. Michael Grayes, everyone did a very good job in the acting, in my opinion. But like you alluded to earlier, Mike, it's all about the story. And if the story's shit, the movie's shit. It just is. Yeah, so it just wasn't that great. Uh, I did kind of like, I mean, Zach Efron's take on the character's, like, power thing was, you know, a little interesting. Like, he would bleed from his eyes instead of his nose, and, like, he would crack his neck. I thought that was cool, you know? That was, like, different. It was kind of annoying after a while when he would crack his neck, and you're like, oh, it's on. His power's on. But, I mean, it was the physical showing that he that's how he would manifest his power. Yeah, well, in in the first in the 1984 Firestarter, he would like hold his head. Right. Yeah, he'd hold so. his temples, right? Yeah, and then he'd like look at you real hard because like, it's what they had and it to was do. Like, look wah, hard. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. So yeah, I watched. I watched like half of it. I'm telling you, and that half I've enjoyed. It's good. All right. Let's see, Matt. I I don't know if I can talk about much more. What? Uh, I don't think you can either, Mike. So I think you should tell me how many kiss faces, I mean reels, you give Firestarter twenty twenty two. Uh, I'm gonna give Firestarter twenty twenty two two and a half reels. Wow. All right, Mike. Well, uh, I clearly didn't enjoy this movie as much as you. I only give it two reels. Oh wow, man. What about the 1984 one? Even though I'm not going to put it in the show notes or anything. I don't even think anybody reads those things. I don't even know why I do that crap. I spend like two hours writing fucking show notes and nobody ever reads it. I swear to God. Anyways, I'm going to stop ranting. I'm turning into you. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, the first one, I think I'll give uh, three and a half reels, man. It was a lot better movie overall. Um 
I don't know. I just like the buildup of it and the finale. And I don't know. It felt more like a horror movie, which is supposed to. Yeah, it's a Stephen King novel. I mean, Stephen King, yes, not all of his novels or horror movies, but a large majority of them are horror or thriller. This didn't feel like either. I mean, it kind of was. Could have been a lot better. Yeah. Okay, Mike. So what movie are we going to review for next week? Uh, Matt, I you know, we were talking about this uh, over text uh, yesterday we're, or the we day before. Yeah, yeah. Aren't, aren't we going to do the original? It's my pick, Mike. It's my pick, damn it. And I want Top Gun, the original. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do Top Gun, the original, because the week after that is Top Gun Maverick, and you know we're going to review that, because we just want to go see that F- movie. Yeah, we're going to have two Top Gun movies in two weeks. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yep. Yep. Highway to the danger zone, bitch. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so funny today on the radio. After I announced what movie we're going to watch for next week, uh, she played that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really it was funny. so good. I was like, yes, Lisa, you nailed it. Did Did you get out on your motorcycle and then just hold up your arm like randomly? I got in my minivan and sped away holding my arm out the window. <laughs> the shagging wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Did you point some lasers at those airplanes? You're like, hey, see me. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. No, there's no airplanes. Although there is a, we're probably going to have some more soon because there's supposedly another fire that started in Cordis. So good times. Fire season is here, man. It's only freaking the middle of May and we've already had our second fire. It's going to be a long freaking summer, dude. Oh, man. Well. Uh, well, I guess on that note, Matt, uh, we can, we're going to watch some 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 Goose and Maverick, Iceman, and uh, I guess we'll let everyone go. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Um, make sure to go out there, stream a movie, or go to the theater, and uh, thanks again. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast joining me in studio this morning on Magic 99.1. Hiya there, Maddie. Good morning, Lisa Woods. <laughs> Lisa, oh, golf reference. Uh-huh. I got it. Yep, yep. I got it. Yeah, I did play twice in three days. So, yeah, I mean, if I kept up that, maybe I would play like Tiger Woods. I don't know. Maybe, possibly, probably not. I was going to go with Lisa Palmer, but I figure people wouldn't no. catch that as easy as Woods. Yeah, so. who's who's that? Exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. How you doing? I'm okay. How are yeah? you? Good. Are you ready to review a movie for us? No, I'm tired. You're, ti- you're always tired, Matt. Well, you're a young man. What's the problem? Problem. I, work, I work too much and I sleep too little. Well, That's the problem. You know I know what? the problem. Figure I just that gotta out. figure it. Figure well, that out. I was in Phoenix. Our Rattlers won. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I heard the Wranglers won too. Yeah, they did. Hey, by the way, guys, coming up on Wednesday, it's Wrangler Wednesday. Gonna give you a shot at winning some tickets to this coming Saturday's Naz Wrangler game. So keep listening. But anyway, sorry. Had to. That's what I do for a living. No, you know? it's all good. I don't know who they're <laughs> playing. We're playing. Uh, I got to go to Phoenix again. I'm, I'm not sure who we're playing. Yeah. But we were playing the team that spanked us in the uh, 
not spanked us, but beat us in the championship, the Massachusetts Pirates. Right. We beat them by over 30 points on Saturday. Wow, nice so job. So it was a nice little payback. Yes, yeah. well, did better than our Phoenix Suns did, but we're not here to talk okay, about sports. All right, all right, I know you love we're your sports. Here we're here to talk, to talk about movies. movies. Yeah. Tell me, what would you think of Firestarter? And, and we don't want to talk about the Suns anyways, because, yeah, I mean, right? we'll all cry. We'll all cry, yep. What'd you think of Firestarter? Um, we can go back to talking about sports because it's more entertaining than this movie. <laughs> really? It was bad. Now, it's, it's a remake, right? It, yeah. It's yeah. a remake of the 1984 okay. original. With Drew Barrymore. It, based on a novel by Stephen King. Okay. It wasn't terrible, but it was lackluster, yeah. if you ask me. it's. I think it's because we have so many superhero movies and so many interesting, better things out there that do people that have powers better right that it was just kind of blah yeah but uh, uh, it's not just like how they told the story it's the film itself like there a lot of it was just dragged like the end was really spectacular and entertaining and good yeah revengey but like throughout it's just like drags, drags. just drags 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 drags, Ugh, drags. Gosh. um i do think zach efron who plays the dad did a very very good job okay. and i think the young actress who plays um charlie mm-hmm. who, which is drew barrymore's character in the original right. uh, ryan kira armstrong i think she did a very very good oh, job good good but outside of that there's not a whole lot of redeeming qualities in this film okay um it's currently streaming on peacock and it's in the theaters i saw it in the theaters because i went with family don't recommend it if you're gonna watch it watch it on Peacock, watch the original before or after it. I didn't okay. get all the way through it. I only watched half of it. Of the original. Of the original. Yeah. It's not super great either, but again, no. it's 80s. Yeah. So it's kind of, ex- and they had a killer cast in it. They had a really good cast in yeah. it. Martin Sheen's in the original. Wow. Amazing. So I, I want to finish up the rest of it before I give a full which one's better, but okay. I'm leaning towards the original. Okay. How many reels are you going to give this one? Uh, I'm generous with a two. Generous with a two. Yeah. I don't think you've ever given anything on this show a two before. I, th- I maybe maybe not. I don't I know. Don't There's think been some so. rough, rough stuff in the yeah, past. Yeah, there but. are lots of threes and three and a halfs, but never a two. You're right in line with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Thirteen percent, sixty-two percent of Google users liked the movie, so you're right there with them. I'm in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, Let's, don't waste your time. Don't waste your. T- <laughs> I won't. I'm gonna give uh, Ma Hinshaw a call. Let's see what she. Thanks about Firestarter, the remake coming up on Magic. Good morning. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw, Lisa, and your son, your favorite son, Matt Hinshaw, calling you this morning on Magic. How you doing? Sad. I'm sad. My son's lost. I know. Can you believe it? Not only did they lose, they got cremated. Absolutely. It was awful. I didn't. I watched the very last quarter and that was it. And I just sat, I sat there in shock, Mahinsha. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, I couldn't and I was suffering. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, at least you did see a movie this past week. I hope you liked it. What did you think of Firestarter? I liked it. I wouldn't call it terribly scary. I would call it creepy. Creepy. Okay. That's my term for it. <laughs> Creepy. Did you see the original, Ma? Yes, I did, but heavens, I don't. Gee, that was like 84 or something <laughs> with Drew Barrymore. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but, right. you know, this was good. Uh, it was good, but if you want something where you're 
scared and jump and all that stuff. No, I, it wasn't that scary. Okay, to me, very good. Tell me, did um, Zach Efron take off his shirt during the movie Mahinshaw? I don't remember it. Okay, she doesn't remember it. I don't it. think so. All right, you probably would remember it if it happened. Were there any snores in the movie, Mahinshaw? Two, and it was me. <laughs> yeah, yep. I was going to say, she, she, he might have, and she just slept through that part. Yeah, do you remember, Matt? No, I no. don't remember him taking off his shirt. Okay, no. okay, I have to ask I these questions. Either. I don't either, no. People want to know. People yep. want to know. Okay, how many cookies you giving it, Ma? I'll give it three. Three cookies. That's better than Matt. Yeah. He gave it two reels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, like I say, it was good, but not uh, scary, like Friday the 13th or something. Right, (laughs) right. And did you see it on Peacock or in the theater? Peacock. Peacock. Okay, that's what Matt recommended. He said, don't go and spend money on this movie. (laughs) No, no, even though he did. (laughs) Yeah, he did for sure. Well, thank you, Mahinsha. We always love hearing from ya in the morning. I enjoy hearing from you, and I will never eat barbecue again. No, no, I can't say that, but <laughs> I can't believe your trivia question. I know. I couldn't believe it either, Ma. I'm going to make Scott Dandos really clean that grill when he gets home. But uh, <laughs> you have Yes, a... I will tell my husband to do Perfect. the same. <laughs> Perfect. Matt, say hi to your mother, will you? Hi, Mom. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Mahinshaw. You too on Magic 99.1. Thank you, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. So what movie are we going to review next, Man, Matt Hinshaw? You have her trained like a monkey. Well, I love her. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know you've seen this one. Yeah. It is my pick. I want to get ready for the movie that I've been anticipating for years. Oh, you're going to see the old Top Gun. We're going to watch the original Top Gun. Okay, let's do it. Let's watch the original. And now, for those of you who are not like me that love this movie and own it. I own it. It's currently (laughs) on Netflix. Oh, is it? Okay, then I don't have to dig out the DVD player. No, you don't. No, you don't. And it'll play in probably HD, I don't know, maybe 4K2. I don't know if they remastered it. Okay. Very good. But. We will watch the uh, the old Top Gun getting ready for the new Top Gun, which comes out on what day, Matt? Uh, May 27th. May it's 27th. the following week. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have two weeks of airplanes and Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. Fantastic. And awesomeness. All right. Very good. Catch the podcast, everybody. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thank you for coming in and hanging out with me this morning on Magic. It's my pleasure. It really is. <laughs>